0: To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire2022.org. Hey, Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to
1: USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's
0: the host of the Peristyle Podcast, USCfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham.
1: Trojan fans, welcome to the Fairstyle Podcast on a Monday. Happy Monday to everyone out there. We're going to talk with Coach Harvey Hyde. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde or go to his website HarveyHyde.com about the state of USC football and the divide in this country right now. There's, I guess, the haves and the have-nots. There's some states, some counties that have football at the high school and college level. And others uh, that do not. So we're going to talk about that and that divide and what it's really doing to all of us now and how long that's going to last. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please drop us an email, podcast at uscfootball.com. Or if you'd rather call or text us, the number is 424-254-9141. Send us a text. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it here on the podcast. And if you have Apple podcasting apps on any of your devices, please leave us a five-star review. Positive Feedback is always welcome. We really appreciate that. It helps grow the show. And if you got a friend that likes USC football, yes, we are going along two, three shows a week. Uh, even during this extended offseason, we'll continue to do that and uh, cover this team and cover everything that's going on in the world of college football. And to talk about the world of college football, we welcome in the coach Harvey Hyde. Coach, how are you?
0: Ryan, I'm doing great. How'd you like the game in the Rose Bowl this weekend? Did you go to the UCLA-New Mexico State game? I didn't see you there.
1: I did not. (laughs) Good thing I didn't go. Yeah, parking I heard was a bear.
0: Oh, parking was a bear there. It really was. But you know, I'm being a little sarcastic, but can you believe it? College football actually started last weekend. I don't know if you watched the Austin Peay Central Arkansas game. I did. I was so hungry for college football and high school football. I watched high school football on Friday and Saturday and it was exciting to see that so everybody's crazy craving football and I just thought I'd start off by saying that in about what about a week or about five or six days Alabama and USC would be playing and we'd have been out there at practice in the playpen and doing all of our talk and analyzing and who should be starting here or there but it's a different thing happening right now and let's uh, and there's a lot of things to talk about Ryan
1: there is. And uh, there was an actual college football game that happened over the weekend. And that's sort of why I wanted to make today's topic, uh, you know, talking about the divide we're seeing across the country. And there's a there was like a theoretical divide, like, hey, this is what we can do. This is what we can't do. Here's our philosophy. Here's their philosophy. We're worried about this. You're worried about this. You're not worried about that. Now we've actually seen a college football game. And... Austin P, I think their star wide receiver was out. I read something uh, that they might have had you know a few long snappers that weren't playing. There's gonna be some hiccups, you know there's gonna this is an FCS game, but it actually was a college football game that was played. and it sort of proves out the concept that this can happen. Now we know you know half the teams in the country in the in the FBS have canceled their seasons or delayed their seasons, including the the Big Ten and of course, USC and the rest of the Pac-12. So as we see more football uh, creep in, I feel like the voices are getting louder. Coach, people are getting more upset because they're like, "Hey, why did you cancel the season?" They're doing it, and you mentioned in the high school stuff. I saw, uh, you know, there's petitions in in the state of Washington. They want to get their high school football going. I think Utah's been going for high school football for like the last three weeks. California obviously isn't doing. Uh, high school football—you see some players transfer. Uh, they're playing in some of the the southern states. Um, It's—it just depends on where you live if you can have football or not. And the divide—it just seems like it's causing a lot of problems out there on social media. People, you know, yelling that you're wrong, you shouldn't be doing this. I can't believe you're playing. I can't believe you're not playing. It's—it's it's this crazy divide that's going on now, coach. I don't know if you can make any heads or tails of it.
0: Well, I can. First of all, um, you know, we're in a different situation in Southern California. We've got 10 million people. And I don't know, in the rest of the states where people are playing college football or high school football, and some of them, they don't have that combined. So we have uh, more people where uh, kids, if they're not isolated properly or follow the rules and regulations, are more apt to test positive. But I think USC had a real good thing going on with zero... Uh, positives except for a couple or two or three they had that one week but that's going to happen as you just mentioned earlier i think that watching high school football i saw a team from ohio playing this weekend and i had a a gentleman on my show this past weekend who's the beat writer on sunday mornings if people want to listen to it on am 8 30 at 10 a.m i had the beat writer for ohio state buckeyes on and one of my questions i asked him i says how does a The commissioner feel when he's asked, or if you have asked him, how he cannot allow college football players, or be a part of the decision of not having college football in the Big Ten, while his son is playing at Mississippi State. Why doesn't he have his son opt out if it's so bad? And he says they've asked him that, and he sort of beat around the bush on that. I also asked him. I said, Do you think of Jim Delaney? Was still the commissioner of the Big Ten. Do you think this may have happened? Do you think Jim Delaney had more of a control on it? He says, We'll never know, but I think he's a stronger force and possibly there would have been Big Ten football. And now they're talking about because all the, you know, there was a big uh, protest this past weekend at Ohio State and so on with the parents and players as far as wanting football that they're talking about in the Big Ten now, possibly playing. In, uh, in Thanksgiving, start the first game in Thanksgiving. Then I asked him, you think the Pac 12 will follow that since they do everything together? And he says, I wouldn't doubt it at all. So you take the state of Utah, and you mentioned it a moment ago, there's high school football in Utah, yet the University of Utah, Utah State can't play football, but BYU can. And uh, they filled their entire schedule. I think they opened with Navy next weekend. And the rest of their games will be all home games, but they had everybody come to BYU. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they sell out the whole stadium every every game because they have a different philosophy. And then you look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame immediately adjusts their schedule. And they announced today that uh, 20% of the stadium can be full and every student at Notre Dame can get a ticket. To attend a game, home games. So there's ways of adjusting, and my thought is, what do their doctors know that our doctors don't know? I mean, I start to think about why, and I talked to a coach from the Southeastern Conference. He told me on Saturday they had 160 play scrimmage on Friday, excuse me, and they have zero po- po- positives, zero on the team. So how are they doing while on the West Coast? We can't do that. Or we can't give it an attempt to do that, or give the kids an opportunity to try. And if it doesn't work, then we won't have it. But uh, and I, I started at probably talking about it first here with you, Ryan. As you remember, the I think the Pac-12 panicked, and uh, I saw you did a tunnel vision on it. They pulled the plug way too early without really going through and understanding what's going on and and the whole package and looking at the overall uh, testings and everything that happened. And I think that uh, that has a lot to do with leadership and I'm not talking about uh, Mike bone or anything like that.
1: No. Yeah. Like at the conference, um, certainly at the conference leadership uh, you know, there's been some concerns there. I guess the good thing for the PAC 12 is they have at least stuck to their guns where the big 10 and you mentioned uh, you know, the, the change in leadership there. I don't think they were as transparent as they needed to be. Uh, they you know, definitely didn't have everyone on board where the PAC 12, I think they were much more transparent. Uh, there's different local governments that you have to deal with. You know, when the state of Washington was in, you know, where they were and, you know, Arizona was a hotspot and, you know, California, you still can't lift a weight indoors or have a group more than 12 people. It's really hard to practice football. If you can't have more than 12 people at, at a time, um, so, I think the, just the geography and the demographics of the Pac-12 conference made it easier for them to come to that decision. Where it wasn't really as simple, you know. The, you definitely had programs, uh, you know, like Utah. I think wanted to play. You know, there's that's fine, but like you're not seeing anything like the the kind of revolt from Utah as you would with Nebraska and you know Ohio State wanting to play with you know like you mentioned Ohio football, high school football. Going on there, I, it's rare when the Big Ten looks worse than the Pac-12, but in this case, it does. You can definitely argue the Pac-12 pulled the you know pulled the plug on things too soon, but at least they've all been in lockstep. At least everyone's kind of agreed. I mean, the only way you could make it work in the Pac-12 right now, coach, is you'd have to get some sort of exemption from uh, the governments in California to allow. USC, UCLA, Cal and Stanford to be able to, to practice right now. They can't even practice. So there's really no way you could have a season unless you got some sort of exemption. uh, I believe what like the Rams and the chargers have got. So that would have to come from the leadership, but at least in the PAC 12, everyone was on the same page and right or wrong. They all decided the same thing.
0: Yeah, they decided the same thing. And uh, that's because of the UC system and all the state schools that, That the state really has control of. Now you take Stanford or you take USC, they're a private school. They could have asked for a one-year exemption from the Pac-12 because football is important with us. And when people think of USC, they think of Trojan football, the Trojan band. They think of everything and we want to get out and we want to put our schedule together and maybe play Some of the teams from the Southeastern Conference or the ACC that's playing one non-conference game, or the Big 12 not playing. Well, we'll play BYU. We'll be able to play Notre Dame and pull out and put together. I think that if football's got to mean something and someone's got to have strength enough to bring these type of threats up or these type of things up to show that football really means something, it's just like the sanction thing that they didn't fight at USC. They didn't fight that. Just let it go. We'll take care of it. Pat Aiden said, we'll take care of it, and so on. They sure did take care of it. That was a bad down period of time for USC. But at least least an effort of trying to continue football, and I said this, I think, two weeks ago on this show. You asked me what I'd be doing as far as preparing the team. I'd be preparing them for, for the season or whatever's going on, and if I can't practice in California, we're going to pack up and go where we can't practice. So we can have a football program, and we can play in the the Coliseum, and we can represent USC, and we can show the nation that football does mean a lot to us, and we want to play, and Stanford could have done the same, or whenever you're a private university. So I'm just throwing out different thoughts. That's what I'm doing as far as giving the other options that are out there available for people to do as far as trying to put an effort together to have college football and show the rest of the nation that football is important in the Western part of the United States, not just in the South or the Midwest or whatever.
1: Yeah. And certainly there's a lot of people that find that important in the West, but there's, there's, it's just not trumped the health concerns that have been out here. But as we see more football being played, Then I feel you're going to have some of the people that maybe are on the West Coast coach that are like, yeah, you got to keep these kids safe. There's no way you can do this. Well, once it's proven and you see a bunch of games and, you know, as long as things go cleanly and, you know, we see uh, what Notre Dame's opening with Duke, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks. That game goes off without a hitch and there's not any issues or whatever. It, you know, it looks like a regular football game and, and you have it then. Then that's one of those things where.
0: Then you look worse.
1: Yeah, you're sort of scratching your head, like, "Well, this is the reason why we made the decision." Do you do you you know change your mind? And I I think that's part of the problem right now. I think just everything in this country. No one ever wants to say, "You know what? I thought this, but now that I've seen this side, I believe that you know I was wrong." Like, no one ever says that now. And maybe one game, Austin P Central Arkansas, doesn't change a lot of people's minds. But if you get a full slate of like ACC and SEC games going for a couple of weeks, and everyone seems to be fine, and there's not, uh, you know, they're they're not catching. You know, maybe you have some players get, you know, COVID within their teams, but when they play each other and they travel, there's not like this crazy spread. It's safer than what you thought it was. I don't know if a lot of people are going to come back and say, you know what, it it really could have worked. And I think they should at that point. Not that that proves anything, but I feel like you need to make, you know, change your minds if you feel you see there's data out there. And so I'm curious the kind of pressure, you know, the Kevin Warrens and Larry Scotts will be under. If we go two, three weeks into the season, everything is going swimmingly and you don't need to postpone games. And there's not like, the whole offensive line isn't out for one team or, you know, things like that. um, Do they back off a little bit and go, you know what? We can make this work. We've heard rumors that the the Big Ten could actually have some sort of uh, season starting after Thanksgiving. And I don't know, maybe they will, you know, seriously look into something like that. I think in the Pac-12, it would mean something along the lines of, if it's proven that it can work in the other conferences, allow you know these schools to start their camp in December and start some sort of season in January like you know you're, if you if they feel like they want to do that i think that would open up the opportunity to have some games in the spring um, if it's shown that it can work in those other conferences but i mean as we keep seeing more football coaches there's just going to be more and more pressure on the people that already canceled the season you know especially obviously if everything goes well
0: well, yeah, I would say so for sure, Ryan. It's, it, you know, it's good to be able to know if a play worked before the uh, game, you're going to score a touchdown or not. But at least I'd like to run the play. And I don't believe the Pac-12 even huddled up, didn't even give an opportunity. What, what indication has been shown as far as in practices, as far as what the Pac-12 has indicated that, oh, it's just a runaway? If there's so many positives, we couldn't have had a season whatsoever. What? USC went three or four weeks with zero, and that's all sports. I mean, what indication is someone telling me that it can't be done here in the West? I mean, let's hear this from somebody. I mean, uh, I just want facts. That's all I want. I'm just representing the families, the kids, the coaches, the universities. I mean, what's the administration think? What does Carol Fold think? What's her philosophy? I'd like to hear why she voted no. I mean, come on out and tell us if you're so strong on your vote. Then stand up and say, hey, this is what, I'm running this university, and as long as I'm here, the safety of our kids is so important. And then I would say, well, what can you show me that the safety of the kids wasn't there? When you can't even handle a frat row, and the kids are being taken care of completely, you better get your eggs lined up. Or your chicken's lined up or whatever. See, I'm a real advocate of you've got to tell me I can't do it till after I did it. I'm one of these guys that, you know, would like to turn programs. I'm like one of these guys that back to coach. I like to be called a player's coach, okay? Where the players know I'm going to the plate for them every single time for their best interests and their parents. And to deprive a kid of the opportunity at least trying or going through it, I think is wrong. And I think kids lose confidence in you when that happens.
1: Yeah. It's uh, and there's going to be a lot of confidence shaken coach. If you're, you know, you're Amon Ross St. Brown, you're uh, Keaton Slovis, whoever sitting on your couch and you're watching sec football or ACC football. And then you're wondering like, why the heck am I not, you know? And no one wants anything bad to happen hopefully no one wants anything bad i'm sure there's people that were telling everyone that they want the season that the season shouldn't have happened or almost rooting for like teams to get covered which is hopefully that's not the case I mean we don't want to you, you hope everything goes well everyone's safe everyone's healthy um that's what you want it might not happen, but it might and I think if it does and they're able to pull this off and they're able to safely conduct. A college football season in you know half of the country, the other half is going to be sitting back there. And it's not just the administrators. Maybe they feel completely fine with their decision and they don't have any regrets. I have a hard time picturing the players not having some regrets. Coach, going man, that could be me out there. Why am I not playing?
0: Well, let me give you an idea. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, this coming Sunday, my name 8:30. I have a Southeastern Conference coach on. Okay. So if people want to listen what his opinion is and so on of all of this, listen, 10 to 11, okay? Uh, I'm going out and I'm trying to find out. I have friends out there and so on. So people know that I'm just making this. I'm not just making this stuff up. So I called a couple of coaches or players this weekend that I know real well that played for USC during the Pete Carroll era. And I said, what if this was the Pete Carroll era? And they said you weren't going to have football. What would you guys do? What would you think of it? You know what they told me? We'd have packed our bags and we'd have been down to the Southeastern Conference or somewhere where they want to play football. That's what they told me, as much as they love USC. So, you know, these players feel the same way. They came to USC because of the tradition to want to play football and give the university, give them the support that gives them that opportunity. And I'm not just talking about USC. I'm talking about the Pac-12. I'm talking about it uh, limping away from it, Uh, you know, that type of way. Instead of really standing up and fighting for the kids and so on and attempting it, and if it didn't happen, then everybody says, we can't do it. The Southeastern Conference says, we can't do it. Notre Dame says, we can't do it. Alabama, all of them say, we can't do it. And everybody moves on and passes up. No spring league, spring practice, and gets ready for 21 yeah
1: hey, why don't we uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll continue this discussion and uh get to the questions uh, back in a minute All right, we're back here on the peristyle podcast coach. What are the weird things about you know football? Uh, This is, you know, 2024. every 2020 is weird, sucks. Nobody likes it. There's no one having fun in 2020, but 2020 rolling along. And I sort of kept this in the back of my mind when I would get these reminder emails for the fantasy football uh, I was playing and I, I was in a couple of leagues and I was like, all right, they send these things. Here's when we're going to do our draft. And I'm just like, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around that this was going to actually happen. And I got a draft coming up later this week and then one on Monday, the NFL starting in less than two weeks, you know, there's no preseason. So I guess that makes it a little strange. Um, You know, you're hearing about uh, the Rams and the chargers that they're local here in the market and the hard knocks and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's, it was really kind of weird. And then I started doing, I did a few mock drafts and you're looking at players and I'm like, I just didn't have this sense of real football happening because what we, you know, covering USC in the Pac-12, that wasn't, you know, it was all postponed. But, you know, doing these drafts and like reading little stories about the different players and where you think guys are going to go and things like that, it's sort of like a slap in the face to me. Like, oh my God, like the NFL is going to be happening here really soon. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And also what sort of impact will – you know, if there's Rams games and Chargers games going on here in Los Angeles, even without fans, what you know, what does that have effect on like the USC fan base, the USC players, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten teams, uh, seeing that the NFL now I know the professionals and they can spend a lot of money on all that stuff, but what, what kind of impact do you think that's going to be? Seeing football played at such a high level, it's one thing for if you're Utah and you see a high school game being played in Utah and you can't play as a university, but to see like the NFL national TV, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
0: Well, uh, let me let me tell you, I do a lot of odd shows in Las Vegas, as you know. And I was talking with uh, one of the biggest odd makers this past week, and he says, I can't believe it. We've got NFL football coming, September the 13th. He says there's no preseason and so on. People are really geared up. This will probably be one of our biggest years as far as people wanting to play NFL football and college football. It's crazy. People want action. People want action. Now, people will not be able to attend the games as far as in SoFi Stadium, but the crowds will watch it. Uh, The ratings will be really high as far as people wanting to watch television. The spots will cost more money. Uh, All of that because people will be viewing in. They're locked at home, doing their thing, watching college football. Now. Personally, the games I saw this weekend uh, had crowds at them. I I noticed you noticed that too, but I don't focus on the crowds and I don't, I think it makes a difference as far as the yelling for the home team and the home team advantage, but does the game of football change. And I think people, I know when they play, I know who they play. I know who they open with the Rams and the chargers. Now, You know, maybe a year ago, two years ago, with the preseason going on, I had to think about it if you'd asked me today who they opened the NFL season with. People are aware of it. And if the NFL can come out and play as clean and nice, smooth football game as the college football game I watched, and the performance of the high school kids this past weekend as far as penalties, fumbles, turnovers, and so on, I think we've got great football. Except now in the NFL, there's no preseason games. You better find out who your players are right now. You've got to win every single game now. It's like college football when every single game means so much because of the playoffs and all of the above. So now it's now with the NFL. I'm looking forward to the NFL. I'm looking forward to college football. I'm going to watch a lot of high school football because I'm going to be starved from high school football here in Southern California. But uh, I hope they have an opportunity to play, and I don't know what's going to happen with that, especially in the state of California, or the kids that decide to opt out or play. But I think NFL football will be big, and I think that they'll have it. I'm very impressed with Hard Knocks and the way they handle it. You see two different types of philosophy, one, little bit, little, one of them a little bit looser than the other, and you're able to see two different philosophy of coaching styles, one real hyper, and the other one kicked back. So I think you learn a lot by watching hard knocks, whether you agree with it or not, anybody. But uh, I think it's very interesting. And as a coach, as a past coach, I really like watching the different techniques and coaching techniques and the meetings they have and the way they talk to the team and uh, watching the attention of the players in meetings and when a coach is talking and all of the above. So I think it's going to be a good football season for the NFL. I do.
1: Yeah, uh I think it will be too. Um I'm curious to see what happens there, but with all the the resources and the testing and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, I think I mean there's the potential to have some some you know, some great football out there even though you're not going to get started with those preseason games. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like them anyway. It does help guys that are trying to make rosters and things like that. But I'm I'm curious to see what happens with the programs that aren't playing college football when they're watching the NFL, even the programs that are, um, you know, if the NFL is rolling along, does that make more guys want to opt out? Because they see, you know, whatever, like guys getting hurt, whatever it is, it could have some impact on teams like USC and the Pac-12 and the and some of the Big Ten teams uh going forward. But, you know, the, the NFL is this machine that you just felt like it was going to roll on no matter what. I didn't think that was going to be the case in college football. I thought the ACC, the SEC and the Big 12 would balk and they would have to uh stop. Now I don't think so. I think they're plowing ahead too, coach. So um it's just it's not going to be a good look, I believe, you know, 3 weeks from now it might not be a really good look for the Pac-12 and and the Big 10. I thought, you know, I thought it would take a couple of weeks and we'd see those conferences sort of uh, you know, bow out and they're not. And uh, I, at this point, I don't think they're going to.
0: No, they're not going to do it. They're going to go for it. And uh, they're prideful. It's, it's part of uh, doing something like I said earlier. You said we couldn't do it, but we're going uh, to do it. And they're going to do it, and they're going to do it right. And uh, they've got their schedule built in where if they do have a lot of positive tests, and if that does happen, I don't know if it will, that they'll change the game or or put it in another buy date or something. There's ways of working out different things, or you don't count the game or count a half a game for both teams, or, or something. You find a way to be able to win. And I always used to say that. In anything, you find a way to be able to win. And you asked me also about the players, how they'll feel watching uh, football. I think it puts them into depression. I don't know if I'd really want to go and work out hard, and know that I just worked out an entire off season, got up at 6:30 in the morning, went over there when it was hot and rolled in the dirt and lifted weights outside and did everything I had to do. And all of a sudden one day someone says, after they say, first of all, yes, we're going to go to an in league uh, schedule. And then they say, we're going to open with USC and UCLA and everybody gets hyped up and starts to work out harder. And then they say that it's not, but well, we're not doing it anymore. After you do, We're up and out. We're not going to have a schedule. Well, you know, did they take everything into consideration before they took this quick quick vote? And, uh, you know, there's nobody that wants safety more than the coaches. Nobody. But you know why? Coaches are out there, too. It's not just the players. These coaches are older. Some are 60. Some are 65 in some of these schools. So do they want to be in a dangerous situation? Heck no! So, why would they, you know, so why would you think that they wouldn't want to be out there playing, coaching, being with the kids that they worked all year round with, giving them that opportunity? So, I just think that they just flaked out on the football program and the fall programs for all those sports. I really do. I think they just flaked out. And uh, I feel sorry for the administration as far as the athletic directors having to work with these kids and these coaches and trying to motivate them that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. When they say, now what's going to happen with financially, are we going to be furloughed is part of my staff going to be furloughed now? Uh, As a lot of my recruiting coordinators and graduate assistants, are they going to be furloughed or lose their, their opportunity? Now what's going to happen? How are you going to pay the bills? So, you know, like I said earlier, Ryan, there's going to be a lot of changes to college football, and people were doubting me on that. Uh, oh, no, I don't think that'll happen. You watch. There's going to be a lot of changes to college football,
1: uh, money-wise. Yeah, I think there definitely uh, could be. And we just don't know at this point. There's just – everything's changing. It's changing by the day. It could stop on a dime. Uh could – you know, who knows? We, I mean, it could flip – we have to see, you know, we have to wait and see how this all plays out. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always interesting. It's getting more curious by the day to kind of see what happens and, and where things go. Um, we did have a question, Coach. I wanted to uh, read this one to you, Paul in uh, Gator Country, on the 2020 season. He says, "Hey, Ryan, uh, Coach Hyde, I really love your show and uh, everyone on the program. But Ryan, I have to say." You have the best patient, optimist, and objective demeanor, and I really enjoy listening to your views. Well, okay, thank you for that. Also, keep up the great work with all the interviews, coaches, and players. Additionally, you're a great advocate for Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's as well. If you haven't tried the stir-fried orange chicken, Kung Pao, and Japanese fried rice, these are my favorites. I have tried those, so I'll check them out too, though. Here's my question to you and your team. With the season postponed until spring and current players getting an extra year to play, if that's the case, how will will this affect seniors and juniors in high school and their chances of getting scholarships? Won't this make it more difficult and kids that might have earned a scholarship now lose out? I truly feel for all the athletes and hope for the best. He says, P.S. I love golf. Maybe you can talk a little more about golf. Also, the USC women's golfer almost won two amateurs. Pretty amazing as well as winning the open fight on Paul and Gator country. And uh yeah, I'll, I'll give a few comments first and get coaches thoughts. Paul, it's certainly going to have an impact and it might have less of an impact for USC because the 2020 recruiting class was small. It's now 12 players that have come in. What is going to happen is because everyone's eligibility was essentially frozen. It's like, The class of 2020 and 2021 are the same and merged. So if you signed a huge 2020 class and you planned on signing a big 2021 class, you might have to back off that a little bit and sign fewer players. And that certainly could have an impact on players that are in high school. There's also the, the, you know, there's been an extended dead period for this recruiting season you're not getting to see these players in a camp environment. You might not see them play high school football this year, depending on what state they're in. They don't get to visit campus and do these coaches clinics and uh, college camps and things like that where they can show their skills in person. So I think it's really missed. There's going to be a lot of missed opportunities for these high school players to just show. Now, if you're established and you're the number one player in the country – It doesn't matter. You're Corey Foreman. Everyone knows what you can do. But there's fewer Corey Foremans and lots of guys that are like, you know, low, middle, three-star guys that they go to a couple of camps and all of a sudden they get a fourth star and they get offers from all over the place. Well, now they can't do that. So, yeah, I think the combination of having a huge freshman class where you're combining two recruiting classes and not having the opportunity to showcase your skills that's certainly going to affect uh, how these scholarships are given out. And some players are going to lose out because they just never got an opportunity to show what they can do. They were a late bloomer, whatever it was. I think if we gave the example CJ Stroud from last year killed it at the opening, the, the quarterback that ends up at Ohio State. He was committed to Baylor, which is fine, but he was good. Now he's, got, you know, after doing going through the camp circuit. He ends up getting a big offer from Ohio State and goes there. That's a case where you went from one Power Five school to another. There's going to be a lot of cases where you would go from maybe an FCS school or a, a Division Two school up to FCS or up to FBS or from Group of Five to Power Five. There's going to be missed opportunities, in my opinion, Coach, because we don't, we're don't we not going to get to see these kids in the fall and and over the summer.
0: Well, let me put it to you this way. Everybody had to recruit – a different way a couple of years ago when they didn't have all these camps, okay? Yes, the numbers are going to make a difference as far as how many numbers uh, certain universities can give and combine their classes and so on. But it it there isn't a secret out there on who the football players are between a junior year and a senior year. I don't think there's any secrets. I mean, you know who the players really are, and there are some players that really do make a difference. And uh, if a kid doesn't get an athletic scholarship, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. I mean, I didn't have an athletic scholarship out of high school, and I don't, I don't know how many people out there can agree with me. There's a community college route. You can go and develop And When you when you get out of the community college, you know, you're older, you know where you can go and be. Uh, it all works out for the best. We can't look at the negative things that are going to happen. you got to look at the positive things that are going to happen. We're going to get football straightened away, and kids have got to get their grades and get better. And the, the evaluation period will change. Everybody's on the same page. They have to evaluate the same way. It isn't like one uh, conference has a different rule setting as far as evaluation than others. And I've always felt all these camps and things that you have kids do are way overplayed. Give the kids some time off every weekend at a different campus or a different camp or a different thing. And let them be a kid. Let them go out and get a summer job. Let them go on a vacation with their family without them feeling so guilty that if I'm not at this camp this week, oh, my numbers are going to drop. I'm not going to be a four-star or this and that. Hey, you're going to be all right. Don't put all the pressure on these kids that are they or not going to get scholarships. Hey, if you're a great player, you're going to get taken care of, okay? And if you need to go to community college, you're going to get taken care of. So there's always a place uh, for everyone, and everybody's going through the same thing. So, relax, parents. Relax, players. Everything's going to be fine. That's the best thing But I really think your body needs a rest too. With all these camps, you're going to be feel better not having to go somewhere every weekend.
1: Yeah, coach. We always have different views on that one, but well, it's either way. It's going to impact players just because it's going to change their schedule. It's different than what you were doing last year. Does it make it things impossible to get a scholarship? Obviously not. Um, but, you know, it's going to put more pressure, I think, on the college coaches to do, you know, their due diligence as far as evaluation of these players. You might not get to see them in person. And I, I we talked to Craig Niver, you know, the USC safety coach, about this a little bit. And, uh, you know, there are different opportunities. Maybe you don't get to see a guy in person, but you could have a Zoom call with his family and you get a feel, you know, a sense for what they're about by doing that. So it's just one of those things, coaches, that they have to adjust, coach, to, to you know, whatever the times are right now. You can't, things the way you normally did them, you can't do them now, but you have a Zoom call or whatever you got to do and figure out a way to uh, do these evaluations and find out if these are players you would want in your program.
0: Oh, that's all. that You can do this stuff so easily, talking to their high school coaches and people and Watching them on film and their junior films and so on. If I was a head football coach, I wouldn't be concerned with that at all. Yeah.
1: Um, so, USC recruiting is actually going a lot better uh, during the pandemic than it was beforehand. So, it seems like the Trojans are doing something right. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see how that continues going forward. I don't think they have a commitment about a, a month or so. But um, yeah, yeah, they're
0: dropping. They're dropping in the polls. They're down to 10.
1: Yeah, they're you know the top ten. It's it's way better than fifty five or whatever uh, the last
0: a little one was. bit better.
1: Yeah, but the huge, <laughs> but the like the small class, the sort of throwaway class. You could say Clay Helton caught a break that it's not. It might not really count because you sort of get to average it with the next class, which is going to be a lot better. Um, you know, both of those classes are going to be. Those players are going to come in and have the same academic year because uh, everyone gets that extra year. The roster management will get interesting going forward. We Maybe we'll talk about that on a different show um, because you basically have this balloon of a freshman class um, coming in. The seniors won't count towards your 85 scholarship limit. Um, You know, they can come back for an extra year, but after that, everyone's going to count and you're going to have this like double in size, potentially freshman class. And so it's going to depend on attrition and all kinds of stuff. I think you're going to have to be super creative with this roster stuff uh, going forward, Coach, that essentially you just said one year, you skip it. Like everyone gets an extra year, but that just means that there's going to be more people on scholarships and you're still bringing, there's not like you're stopping bringing everyone in. You give everyone an extra year, but you're still bringing in up to 25 people uh, per class. So There's going to be some dudes that are going to get run off. I'm sure coach it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just a little bit different times right now, just another thing you got to adjust to.
0: Yeah, you do. And it's uh, something that everyone's going through. So you do your best that you can do in your situation that you're in. And I'm sure USC could do that along with all the other universities and uh, all the parents out there, everything, uh, what goes around comes around and don't worry about things that you can't change. Just take care of your family and be safe and uh we hope everything works out so that uh we can have a great football season here in sometime in the near future, yeah,
1: all right, coach. Well, uh, I think that's going to uh wrap things up unless you had anything else um but yeah, another week, and uh we'll just keep tabs on everything that's going on in the world of college football to actually see a college football game it's kind of surreal, and uh we'll see. You know, the next week or so we're going to see some more and we'll see all that and you know then we'll have NFL and we'll see how all that plays out but coach we really appreciate the time uh thanks so much and make sure you stay
0: safe and thank you and Ryan again I want all of our listeners we want to thank you for checking in with us and remember I just give you my opinion and uh you know and, and that's what it is as far as experiences that I've had and and uh my background as far as a coach and a player and Ryan uh, does his too as far as how hard he works with the USC So you can agree or disagree, but, uh, you know, we're just trying to give a, you some thought on, on our opinions.
1: Yeah. That's what we do here. share our Opinions and we do appreciate the feedback uh, we get from all of you again, please rate and subscribe, uh, to the Peristyle podcast on Apple podcasts. And if you have any questions, you can always email them to us, post them on the, uh, you know, if you want to post them on the review for the podcasting app, that would be great as well. And tell a friend, Uh, about the Peristyle podcast that really helps us out. So that's the Coach Harvey Hyde. I'm Ryan Abraham. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting.